0: So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. OMG, this is episode number 50 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great Oh my goodness, you guys, how did we get to episode 50 so quickly? I am so freaking excited about this episode. I really cannot believe that we have already made it to episode number 50. And I say we because really without you, my faithful listener, there is no way that this podcast would happen. So let me just take a minute to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in each week and listening to this podcast I really do love putting together these episodes for you. And I know that there are so many of you out there that have been listening each week, tuning in every Monday morning since we started this podcast back in January of this year. And I am just so incredibly grateful for your support. So thank you. And I am so excited for the next 50. And in honor of this sort of special episode, there's a few things that we wanted to do to celebrate. So first of all, We are doing a giveaway over on Instagram. We will be giving away five $50 TPT gift cards, and entering the giveaway is super simple. All we want you to do is share about your favorite Stellar Teacher podcast somewhere on Instagram. You can talk about it in your IG stories, you can post about it in your feed, you can take a screenshot of your favorite episode. However you want to share about it, we just want to be able to spread the word about the podcast to other teachers just like you, and sharing on social media is one of the best ways to do that. And be sure that you tag us at the Stellar Teacher Company when you share the podcast because that is how you enter the giveaway. And the giveaway will go this entire week, so it'll end on Friday, November 5th, which is when we will announce the giveaway winners. And then I also want to let you know that this week we will be releasing a bonus episode on Wednesday, November 3rd. We are going to be digging into the Stellar Teacher Podcast Vault and pulling out my favorite podcast episode of all times. Any guesses on what it is? It was episode number 20, and it was all about inspired action. And I know that our podcast audience has really grown so much since we first released that episode, and I want to make sure that you, our newer listeners, get a chance to learn how you can bring your read-alouds to life with inspired action. And if you were around when I aired episode 20, it's just a good one to re-listen to. So be sure you tune in on Wednesday of this week for a bonus episode. Now, on to today's episode. Okay, if I am being honest, I was really nervous about recording this episode. I don't know if I just like got in my head about the fact that it was episode number 50 and I wanted it to be like a really special episode for you guys. I wanted it to be something that had a really big impact on your instruction I wanted it to be something that really resonated with you. I wanted it to be something that you could easily implement. I wanted it to be something that I could talk about in a reasonable time frame. And I just, I wanted this episode to be special because I love my listeners so much. And I just want to make sure that I continue to provide content that helps you guys. I spent a lot of time brainstorming a lot of different topics. And I actually tried to record this episode on something entirely different, But every time I thought about this episode, for whatever reason, I kept on coming back to this idea of power questions. And questioning when I think about it, right? Asking questions to our students. I was like, okay, this isn't really exciting. (laughs) This doesn't really seem like anything that's like that big and impactful. But of course, as I put the episode together, I was like, you know what? These questions that I'm going to share with you can have a huge impact on your students' reading. And you guys know that I'm all about impact with this episode. So today during the episode... I want to share three power questions that will have a big impact on your students' reading. When we think about questions to ask students at the end of the read aloud or during a reading conference or a small group lesson, we often think about questions that are directly related to comprehension skills. We often ask questions like, what is the text mostly about? Or why did the author write this text? Or how did the character try to solve the problem? What connection can you make? And I know so many schools push teachers to come up with high-level questions, and we talk about how we want to make sure that our questioning is rigorous enough. We want to make sure that we're asking open-ended questions, and it comes up a lot. And even the resources I come up with, we spend a lot of time thinking about questions because when we ask questions to our students, the way they respond is giving us evidence of their thinking. So obviously, questioning is important. But here's the thing. Even when you ask open-ended Higher level, rigorous questions, our students can still become disengaged or bored when discussing a text. And if we have students that are disengaged or bored, it does not matter how rigorous or how high level or how open ended your question is if they aren't interested in answering it. So it's important that you have some power questions. And that's just what I'm calling these questions. They are power questions. And these are questions that you can throw into your discussion about any text. And I promise you that these questions will instantly boost the engagement and they will help you have a meaningful and lively discussion about whatever text you are reading. So today I want to share with you three power questions that you can ask with any text. And I guarantee you that your students will have a rich conversation about it. In fact, you can use them today. I hope you do. So question number one, This might be one of my favorite questions to ask students about any text they are reading. And the question is, what surprised you while you were reading the text? Or what surprised me while I was reading the text? And this question came from one of the lessons that we included inside our Asking Questions unit inside the Stellar Teacher Reading Membership. And as I was working on this lesson for the mini lesson sets, I was so excited about this lesson. And I love this question. I love asking this question to students for a couple of reasons. First of all, I love this question, what surprised you while you were reading? Because every student can answer it regardless of their interest in the topic, regardless of their understanding. It's something that anybody can respond to, but it requires a thoughtful response. When students have to actually stop and think, okay, what is it that surprised me? They have to go back. They have to recount their own reading experience. They have to think about, you know, what they expected, what they were anticipating, what they actually read, their response to it. So it actually requires them to give a really thoughtful response. And, you know, for a teacher, when you ask this question, it is an indirect way for you really to assess your students' understanding. Because, of course, depending on your students' response, They might reveal something about their understanding of text structure or of characters or what they expected the resolution to be, or they might share something about their background knowledge, but you're getting access to that stuff in a really sneaky sort of way. And, you know, when you ask this question, this is kind of like a atypical sort of question. A lot of times we ask students to share, what's your favorite part? What was the most interesting? But we don't really ask them to tell us what surprised them most while reading and I actually started using this question myself when I am reading, you know, any sort of text and it really forces you to think differently. And I've been reading a lot of books this year. I just recently finished book number 20 and I read a story. It was a fictional story. It was realistic fiction and honestly, I read the book and as soon as I finished it, I was like I did not like the story. Like I don't want to say I hated the text, but I was like this was disappointing. It is Not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I paused and before I sort of like went down this rabbit hole of I don't like this book. I didn't like the author. (laughs) I don't like the characters. I just paused and I said, okay, well, what was so surprising about this book? And I started to then ask myself that question. And then that created this huge, you know, internal dialogue with myself where I was like, okay, well, you know, the the main character didn't solve the problem in the way that I was expecting. I didn't like how the author ended the story. And then I sort of thought about, OK, well, how would have I ended it? And it made me sort of think about just different connections that I could make to the character, different questions that I had. And it made me think about the text in a whole different sort of way. So my initial response to the book was I didn't like it. But as soon as I asked myself this question of, well, what was so surprising about this book? Basically, what surprised me enough to where I didn't like it? it made me think about the text completely differently to where it definitely is not like one of my favorite books, but I have a completely different perspective on this text because I stopped and I asked this question, what surprised me? And the thing that I like about this is even if you have students that were bored while reading a text, they can answer it. And a lot of times our students, when they lose interest in a text, they sort of check out. But if you can Ask a question that gets them to sort of like come back in. So even if they're not interested, what was surprising, you know, they can say, this was, you know, this was boring. I was surprised at how the author, you know, had the characters respond or I was surprised about the facts that the author included, whatever it is. It gets the students to think about the text completely differently. And this question, what surprised me? It has, you know, higher level thinking without being intimidating. You know, ultimately this question is asking students to evaluate what they thought the text would be about. We are evaluating, you know, the purpose for writing. They are evaluating the structure. They are evaluating character development. They are evaluating, you know, the the way the author wrote, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And then they're able to answer it. But you're asking them to evaluate with a question that is so easy for students to respond to and to access. And so I love questions like this because like I said, every student can answer it, but it requires such deep and thoughtful responses. And so today this would be a great question. Ask your students what surprised me or what surprised you while you were reading and see the types of responses they give you. And like I said, I promise you that this question, when you ask and push your students to share responses, it's going to change the way that they approach reading and change the way that you discuss texts. So that's power question number one. Now. My next power question is the perfect question to incorporate into your reading discussions when you have a student who says, I don't know, and I'm sure you've experienced that. I'm sure you've had a student that no matter what question you ask them, their response is, I don't know, or maybe even worse yet, they simply shrug their shoulders and give you that sort of blank stare. I always think, okay, I have a student that is not giving me a response at all. And maybe they're giving you that response because they're lazy and they know that if they say nothing or, you know, they don't answer at all, that they're going to have to get out of thinking and that eventually you'll pass over them and move on to somebody else. But maybe a student gives you a no response because they might be paralyzed by fear and maybe they're terrified of giving the wrong answer. They don't want to look, you know, silly or stupid in front of their peers. And so they think, okay, if I say nothing, that is better than saying the wrong answer. And our students oftentimes, maybe they don't trust themselves. And so they think, okay, I might have the answer, but I don't trust myself to to give an answer that's gonna sound correct or smart. And a lot of times our students feel afraid to take a risk in front of their classmates, you know, or maybe they feel like they don't know enough about a specific topic and they're worried that people are gonna laugh about the response that they do have to share. But whatever the reason is for saying nothing, as teachers, we want to make sure that we are phrasing our questions in a way that helps students feel empowered to respond. Because again, the whole goal of asking questions is to create a discussion and get a response from students that is evidence of their thinking about a text. So if you have a student that either says, I don't know, or they don't respond, then you can follow up with one of my favorite questions, which is, if you were someone who did know, what would you say? Or another way that you could ask that same question is, if you had to give your best guess, what would that be? The thing is, is when we ask questions in this way, all we are doing is removing the risk from the question because we're asking students to either give us your best guess or pretend for a minute if you were someone who did know. We're not saying you have to know, but if you were someone who did know, what would you say? When we remove that risk, students all of the sudden, they no longer have to to give a definitive answer. We are no longer saying, tell us 100% for sure that you are confident that you know. You're simply just sharing your guess, your prediction, or what you think the answer might be. When our students share their best guess or they share their prediction or what they think the answer might be. They are still engaging in the same process. They are still thinking about the text. They are accessing their background knowledge. They are making connections. They're going back into, you know, what happened in the text. They're thinking about the topic, the genre, the author, the characters, the main idea, the problem, whatever it is, but they're thinking about the text. And ultimately that's the goal of questioning in the first place is we ask a question because we want students to think about the text and share a response. And if you have a student who says, I don't know. But you rephrase the question to remove the risk. If you were someone who did know, what would you say? Or if you had to take your best guess, what would that be? Then all of a sudden we are making it a safe place for them to answer the question without feeling like they have to be 100% confident. So the next time you are having a discussion with your class, or if you're even having a conference or, you know, a small group discussion and you have a student that says, well, I don't know, or they don't want to say anything, just follow it up with that question. If you were someone who did know, what would you say? And then see how that changes the response that you get. That is my second power question. Now, my third power question is kind of cheating because technically it's three questions strung together, but I like to ask all three of these questions within the same discussion. And these questions are what, so what, now what? And I talk about these questions a little bit more in the bonus episode that we'll be re-releasing on Wednesday. I love these questions for so many reasons. One, first of all, if you sort of like train your students to think about the what, so what, now what, and really teach them what they mean, these questions cover really all levels of thinking. And so when I ask my students this what question, basically what I'm asking them to do is to be able to tell me, what did you read? Do you have a basic understanding of what they read? And this is important for students to pay attention to and acknowledge at any point in time. Even if you're wanting them to answer higher level questions before they can get to the inferential thinking, before they can, you know, really have the in-depth conversation, they need to have a basic understanding of the text. And so, When we finish a read aloud, I always love to start with the what, okay? What did you just read? Let's go ahead and just quickly recap. This is an easy question to make sure that they understand the main idea, that they understand all the story elements, that they understand what the problem was, how the characters solved the problem. And again, if you ask this basic question, what did you read? What happened? it's easy for them to be able to talk about the text without maybe getting confused with some of those questions. Like I said, oftentimes students can be overwhelmed by the academic vocabulary and not that we want to avoid asking specific questions like what was the conflict or what was the resolution? You know, how did the character solve the problem? What was the main idea? But sometimes students get so pressured about those words when they hear the specific words like main idea or resolution. That they think, okay, what if I don't know the answer? Kind of going back to what I talked about with that, that second power question. But if you simply just ask your students, okay, what did you read? Let them tell you. Super simple question. Now, here's where the magic happens is when you then follow up that question with, so what? The so what question helps students understand that there is usually a purpose to what they read. When we ask, so what? We are basically asking our students, why was this text important? And when we ask that question, we're getting our students to think about things like the author's purpose. We're getting them to think about the theme. We're getting them to think about why the character changed. You know, we're getting them to think about the significance of the topic. And sometimes it can be helpful to disguise our comprehension questions in a sneaky sort of way that really makes it easy for students to understand. So rather than asking a question like, why did the author, you know, what was the author's purpose or what is the theme? You can simply just ask the question, why was this text important? You know, it's an easy way to get your students to answer those questions with just sort of simplifying it. Why is this text important to read? And it's always interesting to hear what your students say, especially if you ask those two questions. What is the author's purpose versus why is the text important to read? I feel like so often when we ask the academic-based questions, you know, that include the terms like author's purpose and theme, our students put so much more formality into their responses versus if you ask them the question, why is this text important to read? And their responses are going to be very, very similar. But a question, you know, such as why is this text important to read has a much more conversational tone to it. So start off with what? What did you read? Next question is, so what? Why was this text important? And then my favorite question is, now what? And I love following up, again, with a read aloud or really whatever it is you're reading, following up with now what. If you regularly ask this question to your students, you are going to be opening up really the floodgates of creativity for your students' thinking and the way that they respond. And when we ask the question, now what, we are asking our students, what are they going to do with this reading experience, right? Now what are you going to do? How has this story changed us? What are you going to do with your new learning? What action do we want to take as a result of this reading experience? And when you pause and give your students a chance to think about, okay, now what? I've read this story. I understand what it's about. I understand why it's important. Now what am I going to do? A question like now what teaches students that reading is not meant to be an isolated experience that ends once we close the book. But ultimately reading is meant to be the springboard for future learning or action that we take. And I think so often we get caught up as teachers with this idea of, you know, the comprehension skills and focusing on mastering the standards and getting to certain goals that we sometimes forget. Okay. That we want our students to be lifelong learners, that we want them to be transformed by what it is that they're reading, that we want them to become caring, thoughtful, questioning adults that make a difference in the world. And asking a question like, now what, trains our students to be reminded that reading, reading can change us. It causes us to learn new experiences or new knowledge. It allows us to understand people from different cultures and different places. And it gives us access to things that we might not ever experience firsthand, but we can do that through reading. So I just, I love this question, now what? But I love asking this question with the two previous ones. The three of them, I feel like, go so well together. So asking your students, what? What did you read? So what? Why is it important? And now what? Now what are you going to do? These three questions are some of my favorite questions to ask students, because not only does it get you to assess their basic comprehension of the text, but it also reminds them that reading is something that, you know, like I said, that we can take action on. Okay, so there you have it. Three different power questions or sets of power questions that you could ask your students that really will have a huge impact on your discussions about any text. So let me go back and recap. Three questions that you could ask today are what surprised you while you were reading? And then if you are discussing a text and your students give you the blank stare or the no response, make sure you rephrase your questions as if you were someone who did know, what would you say? And then the three questions, what, so what, now what? Now, I would not necessarily use all three of these questions or groups of questions in the same discussion but that's why I think it's so helpful to have a bank of questions like this. So that way you can sprinkle them into your discussions throughout the week, or when you notice that your students might need to really have a, I don't know, just a question that sparks their thinking or their creativity. And like I said, these questions will definitely have an impact on how your students respond to texts, and they will definitely give you just a much more meaningful and lively conversation. So I hope that you ask these questions to your students, and I can't wait to hear the responses that you get from them. You guys know that I love hearing from you. I just love connecting with you guys about these podcast episodes each and every week. So again, let me remind you, we're doing a bonus episode on Wednesday, and then we're doing the giveaway over on Instagram this week through Friday. So just be sure to share your favorite Stellar Teacher Podcast episode on Instagram and tag us. And then... Make sure you reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. And then of course, most importantly, make sure you tune in next week for another episode and I will see you guys back here then. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.